Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Anti-Pharmacist Podcast. It's a new week, right? And we are getting close to the end of the year. Wow, how time flies. When did we start January, guys? I hope all those your goals are going. And if not, just calm down, eh? Everything will happen in its time, at the right time. Just keep working, keep at it. Okay, today is not for motivational talk, alright? I'm not even a motivational speaker. So, what I'm talking about today is drug interactions. Have you heard of this before? Like, drug interactions. What does it even mean? Well, let's get right into it. So, oftentimes, we take medications not alone but alongside other medications and there are times that we take these medications while we are eating at least we eat every day now and you can't stop eating because you're taking medication you can't go on food fast even there are some medications that you have to take while eating right all right of course we know the meaning of interaction in english now how something relates to an another when we say human beings interact you talk to me i talk to you you know by gestures by action and all of that so the same thing drugs do interact all right so there are some medications that you should not take together they don't go because they can cause some reactions in your body that you not like and there are some that when you take together they even work better all right so drug interactions are those reactions that happen when a drug is taken alongside another either one or two other drugs all right why i believe that it's important that we talk about this today is that like i said most times drugs are not taken alone they're either taken alongside other drugs or alongside with food so drug interactions can be divided into many parts there are drug drug interactions there are drug food interactions there are drug disease interactions that is some people with some kind of disease conditions when they take some drugs there are some significant interactions that happen okay let me first talk about drug drug interaction for drug drug interaction that is when you take a drug in the presence of another or maybe you are taking two or more drugs simultaneously there are three major things that could happen number one we call it synergism all right and when we say that things are in synergy that is they work and in and they work together so if you take one drug with the other they work well together such that each drug enhances the action of the other all right so example of such is our anti-malaria atemita lumefantrine atemita is a medication lumefantrine is another all right but they have been combined in that your anti-malaria tablet because they work well together Atemita having a shorter half-life and lumefantrine having a longer half-life that and a longer onset of action. Atemita works faster, all right? But lumefantrine works longer. So when you combine them together, they give a good balance for your anti-malaria to work well. Another one is vitamin D and calcium. Vitamin D is cholecalciferol. It helps calcium to be better absorbed in the body. So when you take calcium, that's why you see some calcium tablets that they come with vitamin D alongside. You understand? That is synergism. They work together and each one, you know, works so that the action of the other one is better pronounced. That is one 
example of a drug-drug interaction, which is synergism. Number two is antagonism. There are drugs that they antagonize each other. They don't even want to see like they are enemies. Do you get? So you should not even bother taking them together because one will definitely cancel the action of the other. This is a major reason why we say do not take vitamin C when you're taking anti-malarials, especially artemisinins, all right? Because the mechanism of action of artemisinin is through the oxidative pathway, all right? It forms an endoperoxide ring after metabolism, which helps to kill the malaria parasite. But then vitamin C is an antioxidant. That peroxide ring, eh, vitamin C will break it. And therefore, your malaria parasite keeps living in the body. That's why we tell you that, okay, please do not take any vitamin C or any fruit while taking your anti-malaria, especially the artemisinin combination therapies. At the same time, when we say, please do not take any multivitamin, what we are concerned about is that vitamin C in it or the iron in most multivitamin capsules or syrup. Because you know that iron is another drug you should not take with your anti-malarials. Why? Because in one way, it antagonizes the effect. Because you are feeding your parasite with iron. That in content of the blood is what they like. It's what they eat, like their food, to make them grow more. Now you are feeding them again with iron. It's like you are making them stronger. That's why you should not take iron when you're taking anti-malarials as well. That is antagonism. At the end of the day, you see that one of the two or more drugs you are taking does not work because one of those drugs there has gone ahead to antagonize its effect. This also happens in the occupation of receptors, but I don't want to go too deep into that. I want to use our everyday medications so that we can understand better. So that when your pharmacist tells you, please do not take this medication with this, you understand that, okay, this is why they are saying it. They are not just saying it for fun. All right. They might not explain deep like that, but please just know when they say do not take two medications together, don't try it. That they say like Jerry, they always have something to say. Let me try take it. You will find out that one does not work and it's not their fault. It's you that did not listen. Although it's not good that you take a medication and it doesn't work. But the worst one is the number three drug interaction potentiation in which taking two medications together causes the overall effect to be more than the individual effect of these medications. It's just like an exponential result, you get, where 1 plus 1 is not 2, but it's like 4. So, this can lead to toxicity. When you take two medications together and there's potentiation, that is, one causes the heightened effect of the other, it can cause toxicity. When I say toxicity, I mean that it heightens the adverse effects. You know that there is no drug that does not have side effects, alright? So, more of that medication in the body or it staying longer than it should will make the side effects more pronounced, do you understand? So that is the toxicity I'm talking about. Toxicity does not always lead to death. It could be a more pronounced adverse effects or side effects. Example of such is... Um, when you take an antiplatelet, aspirin, or what they call vasoprin by people that take blood pressure medications, and you take warfarin at the same time. Warfarin is an anticoagulant, and vasoprin does the same thing. You are potentiating the effect of warfarin. Then this person has hemorrhage, bleeding. You understand? 
That is an example of potentiation and it can be life-threatening because it leads to toxic effects most times. Then we can classify drug interactions too based on metabolic activities of medications. All right. We have enzyme inducers and we have enzyme inhibitors. There are some drugs that when you take them alongside other drugs, there are many enzymes in the liver that help metabolize medications. When we say metabolism, these drugs are processed into other forms. Some are useless and some can still be useful for the body. So some drugs are enzyme inducers. That is, they make that enzyme plenty such that it will break the drug down quickly. While enzyme inhibitors, they make the enzyme production so slow that the drug does not leave the body on time. Examples of enzyme inducers are rifampicin. It's an antibiotic majorly used to treat tuberculosis, but it's used also to treat some other bacterial infections. Griseofulvin, an antifungal, phenytoin, an antiepileptic, carbamazepine, phenobarbital, they are enzyme inducers. Any other drug you take them with, it, there's a very high possibility that those drugs will not work well because they cause the enzyme that metabolizes them to be produced in more quantity. And these drugs leave the body faster than they should. So they do not even achieve the blood level you want them to achieve, talk less of doing what they want them to do. So these kinds of medications, you should be careful when taking them with other medications. A very common enzyme inducer is alcohol. That's why most medications will tell you, please do not take with alcohol. You think we are trying to kill your shine or we are trying to make you stop drinking. No, alcohol is a very potent enzyme inducer. Do you get? So you may make it such that your drug does not work. You don't take medications with alcohol at all. Smoking is another enzyme inducer because of course the nicotine in the tobacco that you're smoking. So when you're taking medications or when we advise you as healthcare professionals that quit smoking, reduce your alcohol intake, you think it's all about your liver and your lungs and all of that. But no, you might be taking medications that these substances will also be affecting. Here you see now. So for those people that smoke, don't think that, okay, even when I'm taking my paracetamol, I can still smoke. It doesn't matter. It might be the reason why your medications are not working. All right? While enzyme inhibitors, examples of such medications are cimetidine, that's an anti-ulcer medication, chloramphenicol, an antibiotic. A lot of people use chloramphenicol. They don't know that it's an enzyme inhibitor. You take it with other medications, it could lead to toxicity too, because it will not let that drug be cleared from the blood fast enough. Another example is ketoconazole. That's another antifungal. Ciprofloxacin, people that take ciprotam, be very careful. It's an enzyme inhibitor. When you're taking it with other medications, it could lead to toxicity of those medications because they will remain longer in the body, even sometimes longer than necessary. There are many other examples. And this is even why when you go to the pharmacy or to the hospital, your pharmacist or your doctor, as the case may be, will ask you which medications you are using right now so as to know the potential interactions that those we have with what they are about to give to you. So every question has a reason, has a meaning. Do you understand? And if you are going to, you know, complain about anything, even if you have any supplement you are taking, please let your healthcare provider know that, okay, I'm taking this medication, I'm on this supplemental, 
so as to avoid these drug-drug interactions that may have harmful or unwanted effects. The aim of this topic today is not to lecture you on all of this, but it is your duty to ask your pharmacist, like, okay, this medication that I'm taking, oh, do I have to be careful, you know, when taking others? Because in truth, because of the workload and all, the pharmacist may not, may not be able to tell you everything you need to know about that medication. But when you ask the right questions, then they can give you the right answers. You understand? And like I said in my TGIF episode, these are some of the things we look out for when we are vetting your prescriptions. We are looking at drug therapy problems. We are looking at drugs that could interact with one another in your prescription so that we can know how to counsel you appropriately. You know, you might need all of these medications, but when you take them matters, you must not take some of them together. And that is why we tell you that, okay, leave so-so-so interval between this. Example, a very good example is um, antacids. You know, they have a lot of magnesium, aluminum ions in them. And if you take this with other medications, there's something we call chelation. They will form a complex with chemical substances in all those other medications and they will not work that's why we advise you that when you are taking your antacids just space it give like two hours if there are medications that we have interactions when we are handing them over to you we will tell you but just in case so next time you go to your pharmacy to get more than one medication just ask your pharmacy can i take these two together or what are the other things i should not take with this medication I think that question will help you a lot. Even if there is an oversight on the part of your pharmacist, that question will remind them to actually let you know. So that it will not be a case of you took your medication, it did not work, or you took it and you are getting some adverse effects that should not be because of what? Drug interactions. And that is what I've come to tell you about today. I've been able to talk about drug-drug interaction today in detail, right? So. I'll be bringing drug food and drug disease interaction in subsequent episode. Thank you so much for listening up to this point. And on that note, I wrap up this episode, wishing you a nice week ahead. Do not forget to follow, to share, to like, to subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on our social media platforms. And please, please, and please share, share, share. That's the most important thing. You can send us suggestions on topics you want to hear about via mail or in our dms we are always ready to listen to you till next time stay healthy and god bless you